Welcome to the ABCs to live your dope life. This is an opportunity to be a fly on the wall while I engage with some of the most fascinating, inspiring, and brilliant people I know who have played a direct or indirect role in my own healing and continued growth process. The change process is not easy, comfortable, or nearly as fast as so many of us wish it would be. And my hope with this podcast is to instill some playfulness, simple tools to practice, and ultimately, a place for you to recognize that you are not alone. A dope life is one that is aligned with who you truly desire to be, and a congruency between what is deep beneath the surface and what shows above the surface. It's the real, the raw, the complexities of our light and our shadows. The only thing that is ever truly in your way is you. Join me on this journey as we continue to grow stronger together. It's time to live your dope life. Well, I know a lot of people are, they're trying to join, so hopefully they can. If not, there's also a bunch of people that were really sad they couldn't make this one. They're at work. A lot of them yeah. are actually um, healthcare workers, and so that's yeah. cool, but they're excited to listen to this. And so I normally try not to butcher introductions of wonderful people, but um, for people that don't know, like we have a pretty cool story. And so why don't you just go ahead and like introduce yourselves, tell people how we got connected and then honestly take it away and, and work your magic because we're all excited okay. for it okay thanks lucy yeah i uh i love our our story actually so um i guess it's a three years ago now three or four years ago i on instagram i just kept seeing lucy's posts pop up and there was as all of you know there's something about lucy that i just was you know really intrigued by what she was sharing and uh, after seeing a few things pop up, I just decided I wanted to reach out and, and let her know how inspired I was by some of the things she shared. And I don't, I don't think I knew at that point that you even lived in Calgary. So we found out, I found out you lived in Calgary and we decided to meet up at a coffee shop and just get to know each other, just chat. And yeah, it was just an instant friendship, you know, within a few minutes of just sitting down together, it was, we were both immediately comfortable and we were, sharing openly and honestly and there was just this flow and this magic and and before knowing what we were going to do together we did say like we're going to create some stuff <laughs> and we did we've created lots of cool stuff together and and both of us throughout the process have regularly paused to just acknowledge with gratitude the other person of how how easy and how fun it is to work together and to create and you know neither of us get bogged down by details to a fault that's where we bring kelsey in like kelsey beautify this for us because <laughs> we're not great with the little details with the big picture and the collaboration and the creativity you know really really flows and and so and i can say this again confidently we're going to continue to create stuff together there's there's definitely a lot that uh both of us still are passionate to put out into the world and um, I just can't see a world where I'm not creating and, and feeding off you and sharing with you. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just really grateful for you. And I'm so happy to be here tonight to, to share, you know, in real time with a few of you and, um, 
and also as a recording later on for for other people and and i was also thinking potentially lucy depending you know i'll decide at the end but even to be able to take this as a, a recording for my podcast as well yeah you definitely can i've had people ask me already if they can share it with their parents and all sorts of things so cool. i'm cool with it um if everyone else is cool with it that we just share this the more people that can listen to this i know what you do is is very healing and, and at a time like this it's something that i think we all need a little bit more of and so likewise on the um Likewise on the, we will continue to create things and just for everybody's knowledge, like we've created some really, really successful things, events with over what hundred people and we've yeah. created some major, not like flops, but learning. <laughs> yeah. We've launched some things that haven't worked out. And I think right now in this moment, what we're all going through, there's, there's elements of that that can be taken and, and just having to roll with the punches, ride that wave. And yes, to answer your question, we can 100% share this wherever you want to share it. And we'll uh, get you the recording and the link and everything. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, when I was really sitting with how to share um, tonight something that's really potent and powerful and, and relevant to the times that we're in. Um, first of all, I can't take credit for anything that I share. This is all a, a collaboration, um, a discovery, conversation, learning, facilitating, being a student, being a teacher. It's all this, this stuff is wisdom that's being regurgitated and, you know, passed down and, uh, so I can take credit for some of the ways that I, I phrase things, but in general, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful that there's been such amazing people that have come before us who have been paving the way and doing this work. And, and I also feel privileged in that I had a really, really rough, I don't want to say a rough upbringing because it wasn't that I just had, a, my mental health was just atrocious. Um, and it, and it wasn't about necessarily my environment like it, it's complex as you guys all know it's it's never just one thing it's a complexity it's a, a collaboration even with your own the way you're made up and and who you're interacting with it's it, so why i think i'm privileged in that is because i i spent so much time in darkness and depression and despair and feeling lost and feeling broken that I developed this intense passion from a desire to survive um, and a desire to, to not only just survive, but to start thriving. And it was because of that and still to this day that I, I'm in this work daily and I'm studying it and I'm sharing it as openly as possible uh, because I, I also benefit from it being in this conversation. And, you know, even today being able to step into this at six o'clock knowing it was coming for the last you know couple of weeks of course there's a complexity of of nerves and um you know desire of wanting to share something impactful and and the uncertainty of who's going to be on the call and what do people really want and you know what kind of day will that be there's so many different things going on but more than anything i just know that by being in this conversation and reminding myself and finding new ways to describe it that i my quality of life continues to increase because of it. Uh, and a big part of that is just the, the repetition. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we all need to really understand is that while we might want something to be a quick fix, that's not realistic. We need to be 
putting in the daily steps because what you do daily matters way more than what you do once in a while. And so those once in a while big things that you do, those big leaps, those are great. But what matters most is what you're paying attention to every single day and how, how you're thinking and what you're thinking about and how you move your body and you know, what you ingest and how you're sleeping and, and all of those things. That's what's creating the structure of your perspective of reality. So it is quite complex, but at the same time, it's really, really simple because you can only focus on one thing at a time anyways. Right. So being really clear on on what it is that you want to practice and what you want to develop and then really diving into that, knowing that, you know, in a couple of weeks you can expand it. You can choose another thing. But if you start with too many things, then we become overwhelmed and then we we don't want to keep going. So the way that I actually developed a meditation habit was by dropping the bar down really, really low. I, I kept trying to meditate for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and, and feeling guilty or ashamed or like, you know, I'm just a bag of shit. Like, why can't I meditate? What's wrong with me? And it wasn't until I decided I need to be gentle. And I, if I really want this to be a habit, then I need to be patient. And so I started with 30 seconds a day. And I still remember in a few conversations sharing that when I was in it, that I was doing 30 seconds a day. And the reactions were completely diverse you know some people really interested like oh that's a great idea and other people opposite end of the spectrum saying that's not going to work that's not meditation and and so if i had listened to those people i really got stuck in on that i would have stopped and i'm telling you i'm i'm now a daily meditator and i i don't just do it in the morning i'm finding more and more ways to do it and i'm benefiting from it because i'm slowing down and I think that's what a lot of us needs to learn how to do more than anything is how to actually slow down. And so when I'm more than anything today, I want to make sure that I give ample time for an experience. So um, just forgive me as I kind of ramble on and, and try to really set this stage and give some context uh, before we just move into an experience. Um, and I think, an important piece to also understand before we move into that experience is what the window of tolerance is. And uh, one of the other things that I can share is I just recorded a podcast episode with uh, Prem Robin Campbell, uh, a friend and psychologist here in Calgary. And we talked all about the window of tolerance in that episode. So I'll send that off to Lucy as well so that uh, you guys can have access to listen to that. Um, but basically, if we want to be able to relieve chronic stress and build more resiliency in our ability to be with stress, you know, because stress is not a bad thing, but when it's chronic, then of course it's now harmful, it's toxic. So to be able to be with stress without moving into that chronic stage where we're holding on to it or re resisting it or avoiding it, we need to be able to expand that window of tolerance, which is speaking to our ability to be present, to be in that optimal state where no matter what you're feeling or experiencing, you're able to be with it. Now what happens is that when we first get triggered into that, the initial protection mechanism is defensive mobilization or run, fight, right? The fight or flight system. So often we call that anxiety, um, overwhelm, uh, in the window of tolerance language, we call it hyperarousal. 
right? So on the other end of the window of tolerance on the bottom, we also have the shutdown response, which is hypo arousal. And everyone's gonna have a different pattern of how they protect themselves from perceived danger. And that's really an important part of it is to understand that this is a survival mechanism. That your body is trying to protect you. So we can respond with, thank you, body. Like, wow, this body is working so hard. It is trying so hard to protect me. And yes, the mechanism has gone awry. It's a little sensitive. It gets stuck in overdrive occasionally. Sometimes it just shuts down and I have no idea why, but it's all because it's trying to protect me. And when we can soften and see that, that actually starts to build the gateway for us to start perceiving more of what's going on internally. So we wanna start with mindfulness practices on the external because generally that's what we're a little bit more familiar with. So you may have experienced you know, the prompts of, you know, what do you hear? What do you smell? What, what do you taste or what do you feel? Um, even doing laundry, you know, what does it feel like as you're folding? You could turn any activity into a mindfulness activity by being with what's arriving in your senses. Now we can also do that internally by paying attention to the most subtle or the most loud, the most pleasurable, the most painful sensations, by actually turning inwards and being with those sensations. Our body is so wise that it actually just starts releasing stored energy. So, so often we get stuck in thinking that we need to understand it, we need to talk through it, you know, we need to go back into these childhood memories and relive them, and, and while there is, purpose and meaning and benefit in doing that, we want to be mindful that we're not just reliving and replaying a tape that is not serving us. And so often we've misconstrued what different sensations mean. So by moving back into our body and practicing, just noticing sensation, even when it's an intense emotion, to move deeper, what does that actually feel like? If I had to describe this to somebody without saying I'm angry, but simply through the raw sensation of what I'm feeling in my body, that's what we wanna do, is spend time with it. And when you stay with it and allow it to move and shift, it actually transforms back into the free-flowing energy that is its nature, right? Emotion is energy in motion. Everything just wants to be moving and changing and oscillating, and chronic stress is where stories, trauma, holding patterns, fear patterns, fear responses, where they get stuck in the body. And they can manifest as restrictions in actually the way that we move physically. And then they can manifest as obstacles or restrictions in the mind, in the way that we perceive the world or in the way that we're ability to connect with people or whether we can emote or not. You know, there's different ways that these blocks happen. And so by moving into our body, meeting the sensation and just breathing, this emotion, this sensation, it just starts moving and it releases. And I can speak from experience of some really intense releases that I've had, including a 20 plus year long battle with an eating disorder. And the way that I actually, like the moment that everything shifted for me was when I was able to feel the compulsion that usually sent me running to the kitchen to just find anything I, I could put into my mouth to distract me or to make me feel good because I could start, I just didn't feel good. I felt this rush of do something and it just was uncomfortable and it was anxiety inducing. And, and so I would try to numb it with food 
or exercise or partying or anything that I had at my disposal. So as soon as I was able to actually just put my hands on my heart and move in to meet the sensation and feel it, and I'm telling, this was intense, like my whole body was vibrating. I felt like I was going to explode up off the couch. And I just kept moving in towards myself and saying, I love you. I'm here. I feel you. And I just witnessed this sensation rise and rise and rise until it crusted and then it dissipated. And then I realized that it actually was not this terrifying thing that I was running from. It was actually loneliness. And I had a good cry and I, I sat with myself and, and it was therapeutic to, to be with myself and realize I don't have to run. And of course there's work that continues from then, but as soon as there's those, those moments that are so, they're so big, that there's no going back after that. I, I couldn't just rely on an eating disorder. Any, I, I, not that I ever really felt like I had much control, but it, just, it was this moment that shifted everything where suddenly I saw the world differently. I saw my body differently. I saw the compulsion differently. I started to soften. I started to move in towards myself. And for anybody who wants to dive deeper into that type of one-on-one -on -one work or whether it's one-on-one -on -one or group programs, um, I'll send my information to Lucy as well so you can reach out. I'm, I'm doing lots of group programs right now during this pandemic that are just kind of on repeat as well. So yeah, I would love to keep going, but we're gonna move into an experience now. So. What we're gonna do here is I'm gonna give you um, a full body experience of, of integration, which would really be like a way of being inclusive and connected within yourself and some resiliency, which can be packaged as understanding that this is not just about feeling good, but about getting better at feeling. And we're gonna move into an abundant mindset, which just opens us up to different ways of thinking and tuning into that sense of continual flow, regeneration and spaciousness. So find a comfortable seated or lying down position. And if you are driving, um, either pull aside or uh, just be really mindful to keep your eyes open um, or turn this off for later. So while you settle into your chosen position, just allow these first few moments for you to really tune into your body and allow yourself to move and edit your posture. If you're lying down, you might want to grab a pillow or a blanket. And if you're seated, you can tune in to see if it feels best to have your legs extended wide and long or crossed. You could lean against a chair or wall or sit up on a block or bolster. Let's just allow these few breaths to be an opportunity for you to tune in a little more deeply to what will feel comfortable, what will offer you the support you need so that you can just breathe and get to know yourself a little more intimately. 
Now, as you tune into the quality of your breathing, just notice at first if it's, if it's loud, if it's quiet, if it's deep, if it's shallow, or if either the inhale or the exhale are longer than the other. And if you naturally are inclined to pause in between each breath, or if it just flows continuously. And notice how the longer you stay focused on your breath, the more you notice that it shifts and changes. One inhale suddenly being a little more longer, a little deeper. Maybe occasionally there's a natural desire to open your mouth and let out a gentle sigh that vibrates through your throat. Now, as we move into the depths or the journey within, one of the important tools I like to practice is to visualize my breath as, as oars. So as if I am doing the journey, this, this river into the sometimes unknown of our own inner environment. The breath are the oars that allow us to continue navigating down the middle as much as possible. So if you notice that you're drifting a little more into sleepiness or even hypoarousal, feeling yourself shut down, feel really sleepy, then utilize your inhale a little bit more. So you'll take at least one breath where your inhale is much more expansive. It takes much longer than the exhale. And then a regular old exhale. And then just notice where you are. And you might need to do a couple or three longer inhales to get yourself back into that window of tolerance, presence, and awareness. And on the other end of the spectrum, if you do find yourself feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or your thoughts are spinning, or you're feeling really unsafe, I do invite you at those moments to open your eyes and take in your environment a little bit more to help ground you. And also lengthen your exhale. So allow your exhale to be longer, more spacious, more connected. You do that one to three times and that will help support you back to that middle point. So your breath is not only your companion, it's also the direction that we're headed. Move in to meet your breath. The various sensations of each moment of each breath.
discern the difference between what it feels like to have full lungs and what complete emptiness feels like. Can you notice that even in complete emptiness, is there also a sensation of fullness? And at the top of your inhale with that fullness of breath, can you tune in and notice an emptiness? Just continue breathing. And if there's any confusion or frustration or any other emotion that is coming to the surface, just actually allow that to be a part of your experience as well. You're welcome too. An inclusive state where you are willing to feel unconditionally. Just keep coming back to what your breath is showing you. Just three more deep, expansive breaths. Now allow your awareness to float up to the backs of your eyelids. And just as you were bearing witness, noticing and observing the sensations of your breath, we're now going to practice noticing the mental activity within the mind. And you might notice that just the simple act of shifting your awareness up towards the mental chatter, that maybe things got quiet or things got louder. And rather than getting fixated on any words or any stories, you just notice more of the architecture. Does one thought complete itself before it moves to the next? Or is it jumping around? Are there any pauses in between thoughts? Or is it continuous? Does your mind wander to familiar places? Or is it something new and unfamiliar? And when there is spaciousness, you just notice what that feels like. And the quality or nature of the thought that pulls you out of spaciousness. You notice how some thoughts have a feeling tone. It's not just a thought moving through you, but it actually creates a feeling, a sensation, a chemical reaction that you notice. 
Now come back to your breath. All of your awareness drops into the process and the sensation of your body being breathed. Noticing if your breath, the pace shifts once you pay attention to it. Notice if you are moving towards the banks of the river on either end of that middle window of tolerance and utilize the navigational oars of your breath to come back to presence. Now, as we move into this next portion, if again, at any point, this is feeling overwhelming, just open your eyes and allow yourself to take in your surrounding and focus on your breath. I'm going to take a moment to call in the experience of fear. And this might be right at the surface for you already or nearby, and we can utilize our mental activity by even recalling a time recently that you were experiencing fear. And as soon as you have access to the raw sensation of this moment feeling fear in your body, to release any stories, any mental activity, any rumination, and move in to meet the sensation of fear. What does it feel like? Holding space for confusion or, or that moment as if someone's face is censored on a screen. So you know they're there, but you can't pick up on the detail. But the more you just breathe and be willing to continually go in, meet the sensation. Notice the edges. Perhaps there's a certain area of your body where you feel fear more than other areas. Or it could be whole body. Or you might notice a numbness or a temperature change. As you continue to hold space with curiosity, Soon it might begin to move or shape shift. Can you just observe that? And if you haven't been able to even access fear in this moment, to instead just allow yourself to notice what did come to the surface, what is at the surface. Can you be with that? Whatever is there for you, through the medium of felt perception, be with it. Send it your breath. Give it space. Be with it by being willing to feel it. 
no need to be in action or to move into analyzing. Just stay with it at the level of felt perception. What do you notice? Now with your next exhale, make an audible sigh and create the sense of release as you rinse yourself out. Do that a couple times. And now invite in the experience of love. Be patient as you hold space and continually invite in the experience of love. And you may recall someone near and dear to you that you love, that you feel love for or from. Or imagine what it would be like to feel love right here, right now. Tuning into your heart and whispering love. Feeling your breath as if it is whispering love. And even if you are not able at this moment to access love, to Allow yourself to just be with what is at the surface right now. As we all release the mental activity, the problem solving, the meaning maker, the analyzing, let that go as you drop in to meet love at the level of raw sensation. What do you notice? even if there is resistance to open your hands and allow resistance to be there too. All is welcome. Just notice where in your body you feel love. or where you feel the resistance to love. Be willing to just feel. Observe without judgment. No sensation too small or too subtle to be felt and seen and loved. Notice how your breath has shifted. How would love breathe? 
Notice how the sensation moves. Or maybe it disappears and a new sensation draws your attention. Maybe it's like popcorn popping off all over. Or it could be one big cannonball weighing you down. Or absolutely any other sensation. Just be willing to feel for a few more breaths. Now, as you continue breathing, can you honor each breath as the unique, medicinal, energetic breath that it is? Be with your breath like an old friend who just showed up at your doorstep and physical distancing is over and done with. And you get to be with your friend and embrace him or her for the first time in a long time. It is through this spaciousness of breath that we access our ability to be response able responsible so that in every moment we can say we choose to say I am enough even in the face of the exact opposite sensation that causes negative self-talk to be able to notice with spacious breath and respond with I am enough. It is from I am enough that we then get access to the release of any phrase that starts with I will be happy when. In the spaciousness of I am enough, we know that happiness is now. And it is a practice every moment. And when we are able to continually release the I will be happy when, we then tap into the regenerative cycle of giving and receiving generously. In spaciousness, there is no lack. Because even in lack, there is fullness. And in spaciousness, there is no fear. Because even in fear, there is love.
recommit here to be with your breath once again. Being willing to start over again and again. Now allow your breath to amplify the energetic power of these words as you allow yourself to stay open to the regenerative cycle of giving and receiving. I am wealthy on all levels. I trust the abundant universe. I am abundance in every mindful breath. Now allow your awareness to begin the journey outward. As you notice the sound your breath is creating in your space. You sense the four walls around you. And notice the sensation of the ground beneath you that has so lovingly held and supported you for the last 25 minutes. Now, as you deepen your breath, notice where in your body there's a desire to move. Begin moving and move slowly to notice the ripples of your movement. The internal waves until your whole body has been touched with your medicinal and mindful movement. I like to visualize the smoke billowing off a candle and emulate that movement with my body and see where that takes me. Spending more time in the slow, juicy transition between extremes. Can you get every joint to be touched with some movement. Notice the quality of your breath as you move. And for your next three breaths in movement or stillness, we'll take a deep inhale and an audible exhale. So deep inhale, expand, lift, how full can you get? Let it all go. Two more. The 
this last one, make it a little louder so anyone that's near you is going to be looking at you through the corner of their eye. Ah. And with a gentle grin on your face, you can roll onto your left or right side if you are or if you were on your back. And if you're already seated, you can just find some gentle oscillations of cat-cows and then settle into a stacked alignment. And for those in the fetal position, you can use your hands and bring yourself back up to seated. And if you are joining me live, if you feel comfortable with taking your, or putting your video back on so I can see your faces. And we can bring our hands to heart center. I want to thank each and every one of you who are here tonight and who are listening to this at a later date. Thank you for being here, for listening, for being open, and for spreading the sparkle and sunshine within your heart. From my heart to yours. Namaste. Hmm. All right. Well, if anyone has any questions or insights or anything that you want to share, sometimes that can be nice even just to support the group in grounding. Um, and knowing that speaking out loud after an experience is so supportive in the integrative process. So anything that Lucy and I can do for you here to support your grounding or integration. Uh, we would love to be able to hold space for you and, and hear your voices as well. I thought that was amazing. Um, I got I got shivers. I don't know if that's like normal, but it sure, was, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great! Thank you, Carrie. That just lights me up to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. No. Thank you. That's great. Good. Yeah, that was awesome. It was a sort of a good process to work through kind of after a stressful week to kind of just mm. let your be. It was nice. Mm, good. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, I hope you'll take the time to listen through to it again. There's, there's something really powerful about being in the live experience and then listening to it afterwards. It's still so powerful yet different at the same time um so i i definitely encourage you guys to listen listen over again thank you lauren anything for you nora no pressure it was great. I managed to catch most of it. So that was really Yay! good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's such a common difficulty for people is to, to stay awake, stay aware, stay present. Um, yes, obviously for the longer meditation. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you, you were able to, to be in it. That's awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Lucy, what about for you? That was interesting. Thank you so much for that. I found um, one of the things that I think needs a little bit more of a, a dive into, it's something I've never really experienced before, is when you were talking about fear, my jaw was like just 
lit on fire and it felt really, really tight and clenched. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a hard time identifying what that fear is or was um, or like what sort of comes to mind, but it was just like interesting to just think about it in the body, how I felt. And it was just this intense tightness that when mm. we love it, like released, which was very weird. And then I don't know if it was cause I was lying down and like that just happens, but like water or tears or something ran down just my right side. Um, and as you know, emotions are something that I've had to work on quite a bit as far as like showing that soft, you know, emotional side. And so mm -hmm. that was a really, really interesting experience that was like this tight clenching on fire and then this like tear shed. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. You know, and if I could speak to the, the jaw piece. So I find it so fascinating too, that one of our, one of our first reactions when we notice uh, an intense sensation is to go into the, the masculine side of our brain that is saying, why explain this to me? What does this mean? What is this fear? Let me label it. Let me figure it out, which is beautiful. What an amazing part of of who we are, that we have that ability, right? It's so good. And what's what will support you even more than that is just to continue just moving in and meeting it. And you don't need to know why it's there or where it came from or when it started. And those things might pop up to you. They like it's very possible that you'll get a memory or a series of memories where you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And in general, there are certain areas of our body where stress tends to store itself. Because the fight or flight response is a physiological response in our body where the body's getting ready for action. So if you think about, if I were about to fight someone or run away, well, I need my jaw because I might be screaming for help. I might be biting my attacker, right? So when we feel that, that stress response, which we all get 50 to 300 times a day, it's moving into these areas of the body that are saying, okay, I'm ready. And then if we don't actually do anything, because 99% of the time, it's nothing. But if we don't notice it, and we don't help it move through us, shake it off, or, you know, notice it when it happens, so we can be like, oh, okay, like, going to give us a little bit of support to move back into free flowing energy. Instead, it's just like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then nothing happens. So it just gets stuck. So there's four I sometimes say the three P's of the stress response, but now I'm saying four because there are four. So the pterygoids starts with a P. It's like pterodactyl. This is the muscle. It's, it's one of the main muscles in your jaw. And it's the only muscle that actually corresponds with both opening and closing. So it is the main muscle of the jaw. So naturally, that's going to get really, really tight when we're in any kind of chronic stress holding, which often we don't even know that we're doing it, right? Until suddenly something illuminates. Another one is the piriformis, which is one of the deep six glute muscles, one of the bands that goes across your glutes, right? So that's one of the muscles that supports us in our ability to run, to kick, to balance ourselves, okay? It's, I believe it's the only muscle that connects, uh, I might be butchering this, but it's one of the only muscles at least that connects the, um, the thigh muscle or the thigh bone to the pelvis, okay? So it's attached to our spine. Um, sorry, not the pelvis, the, um, 
the center part, sacrum. Yeah, so it connects to our spine, which is one of the main communicators for our nervous system. And then we have the psoas. The psoas is the only muscle that connects the upper body to the lower body. So your spine through your pelvis and as the inside of your femur. Okay? And then the last one is the pelvic floor. So often pelvic floor is connected to um, either the piriformis or the, the psoas um, in terms of, of generally the psoas in terms of the, the stress response. But the more we're learning about the pelvic floor, uh, it really needs to be honored and understood on its own. So those are the four main areas in general where we end up holding on to our chronic stress. So that's generally where we might notice when we get into a deeply relaxed state and an emotion comes in or we invite an emotion in, we tend to, to feel some of the heavier stuff in those areas. Yeah pretty fascinating. So I can just go on and on for a long time, um, but I, I'll make sure that we uh, are honoring everyone's time. And uh, I'm really happy to hear that you guys feel good. Although even if you didn't feel good, I'd still be happy because not feeling good is fine too. As long as you're feeling what you're feeling, that's all I care about. Uh, so feel free to reach out if you want um, further resources or, or support or direction in any of this area. Um, and I'm sure we'll do this again. And Lucy, I need to get you on my podcast. So that's going to happen soon too. Awesome. To all of the yeah. above. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I love to end these calls with just, you know, a big thank you from the bottom of my heart, but also everyone on the call's heart, because it's these things that make a difference, especially right now. You know, it's, it's not about fixing anything. We're not broken, but just showing up for each other as a group, feeling connected, doing something for our mental health in these times is just so huge. So thank you, Marin, for showing up for us and for the ladies on the call. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It does not go unnoticed that you show up for yourself and that you are the strong ones that are putting in the time and the energy for this work. And so thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it means a lot and you can you have your self to think so don't just run off after this call and, and go insert yourself back into normal life just take a second thank yourself mm -hmm. be really proud of yourself and then back into your your normal thing and and just yeah be really proud of yourself for doing this work it's not easy totally yeah awesome agreed <laughs> the recording i'll make sure to link up uh, marin's information for anybody that wants to reach out she's just a beautiful human to know and have in your life so if nothing else i recommend making sure that that happens in some capacity um, mm -hmm. yes thank you everybody for such an awesome hour i hope you have an amazing rest of your evening and if you need anything at all um you know where to find me and i'll make sure to send out the details of marin as well love it thank you lucy thank you ladies Thank Thanks you for spending this hour with me. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on social media at Dopamine, that's D-O-P-E-A-M-E, -E, or on my website under that same title, dopamine.com. Please subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it, and do not hesitate to reach out if you have questions or comments. I would love to hear what you want to learn more about. So until next time, love big and play big. Peace.